Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the ShuttlePod podcast. I'm your host, Kaylee Yacovino, and I am joined by a full ShuttlePod crew contingent. That is Jared Whitley. Hello, friends. Brian Drew. Hey, everybody. And Matt Wright. Hey, guys. And all of us are back here once again, um, the second in our uh, series of Picard-flavored episodes where we will be um, talking about the most recent episode of Star Trek Picard uh, every is week. Is the Picard flavor Earl Grey, by the way? Sure. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. So this is Shuttlepod sub, sub, uh, colon Earl Grey. Something like that. Yeah, something, something. Something, something. Um, and as this is our second episode of our Picard-flavored um, podcast, of course, we were talking about the second episode of Picard, which is really, as we talked about last week, the second in a sort of three-parter, mm-hmm. um, the middle of the first third of the season-long arc. Um, this episode was called Maps and Legends, written by Michael Chabon and Akiba Goldsman, and directed by Hanalee Culpepper. And as always, we have the wonderful Brian Drew to give us the synopsis. <clears throat> By the way, this is courtesy of our friends at Memory Alpha. Picard begins investigating the mystery of Daj, as well as what her very existence means to the Federation. Without Starfleet support, Picard is left leaning on others for help, including Dr. Agnes Gerardi and an estranged former colleague, Rafi Musiker. Meanwhile, hidden enemies are also interested in where Picard's search for the truth about Dodge will lead. All right. So, guys, um, I think we should do our typical thing where we start off and just sort of say our general reactions to the episode. So let's do the rounds. Um, what did you guys think of it? How about let's start with you, Matt? Uh, I don't really liked it. You can tell this is a sort of middle, you know, piece here and there. It's kind of. Kind of, you could just tell it was setting things up and we introduced some villains, you know, things like that to kind of go up against our hero. So, but I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jared? It, the episode, both episodes so far have just made me feel pleasant. I mean, it may, it, I feel like this is more of a, an approximation of TV show Picard than movie Picard ever was. And I can't mm-hmm. remember who said that last week. And so I enjoy that. Also, you know, it, it's uh, some have commented that, like, during the show, he and Data had a little bit more of an antiseptic relationship, where, like, when Lal is created, there's no, like, none of the kind of fondness or sort of a grandfatherly feeling that Picard seems to be evidencing toward Data's new daughters. But that's okay. As men get a little older, they get a little softer, so it makes sense that... A man who chose not to have a family is now kind of manufacturing these feelings, or they've gotten a little mm. rosier with age. Um, I uh, I like that there's a Romulan with kind of a Welsh accent. If I if I Irish I Irish I, I thought it was Irish yeah. too. I love it. It, it is Irish. The actress is Irish. Is Irish okay. yeah, Orla Brady. We'll talk yeah. about her because she gets a she deserves a shout out. <laughs> yes, absolutely, she does. Um, that's that's my general impression. We can go into some of the more uh, uh, specifics. But my my reaction continues to be positive. I also appreciate that I'm not getting beaten over the head with fan service. There's a yes. little bit, mm-hmm. and all of it seems to be germane to the story they're trying to tell. Yeah, yeah, which is good. Yes, thank goodness. Yeah. Um. 
But uh, all in all, uh, um, very positive. Awesome. How yeah, about you, Brian? I thought it was okay. I didn't love it. Um, it was definitely a drop off from episode one, and I realized part of this is simply because they have to. Be, they're building their way up till they get into the second act of this three act thing. This is the first act. I, I have some things I'd like to talk about, but overall, it was not a bad episode. I'm curious to see where it's headed. Yeah, I have, um, I guess there's like nothing that you guys said that I disagree with, um, but I definitely think I lean more towards Brian's overall feeling on this. Um, I didn't love this episode. Um, and I think, again, like you say, it's because it was like entirely exposition. It was just putting the puzzle pieces where they where they need to go. It was all set up. Um, I loved, I like one of my favorite characters has become Laris. Oh yeah, um, yeah, she's great. The, she's the great. Um, Irish actress we were just talking about. Um, and now my my least favorite characters, I can say, are any of the villains. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were very two dimensional, and we can yeah. talk more about that later. But that 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 part is my my the part that makes me dislike the episode more is that I I, I didn't think the villains were at all motivated. I, I found the episode quite dark. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is the kind of classic. It's got to get darker before it gets a little lighter, like in the next episode. Could very well be. Yep, could very well be. Yep, It's kind of a typical storytelling trope. I have a feeling that's where it's going. Yeah, it's very hard to judge so far, the first two episodes. The first one, you know, it was like, oh, it's the first episode. Even this one, it it still feels like the first episode. Like, we don't know enough. Because it is. It's it's this highly serialized thing where really the first three episodes are like, the first really episode. the kind of pilot yeah sure it's like that's where it really goes yeah, yeah. That, yeah that's exactly right all right should, should we delve into it a little bit let's jump into it let's yeah. do it let's delve yeah so a lot of things happened in these episodes there are a few things i think we'll probably want to um hone in on and talk about um the first is this thing that's really important to the overall plot that we've been hearing a lot about since the first episode which is this massacre at at the utopia planitia shipyards on mars um, mm-hmm. And this event that they, they did a flashback to in the past. So what, what do you guys think of that scene? I thought it was terrific. I thought it was nice to see just normal people in the Federation universe at their jobs. I thought it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of got the feeling that things were going to go south for them real fast. That this was a room full of red shirts. Yes. But I, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I still enjoyed the time we spent with them, however brief it was. Anyway, that's my thought. So I think that they went f- they went uh, too far into this, like, their kind of crappy 20th, 21st century blue-collar worker thing that doesn't really fit with what hmm. we know of yeah. the future. Especially, like, they're working for, like, a Starfleet facility. This isn't, like, they're not working for the Ferengi in a mine somewhere. But that's what it felt like to me. Hmm. They're... They're really blue in their language. They're really like, it's just weird. Like these should be somewhat professionals. Instead, they're, they're kind of like just a-holes who got stuck with a job. You know what I mean? Hmm. And like, eh, eh, we're supposed to be a little better than that. You know, inside at least the core, core federation where people are a little less like concerned with banging things out for money at the end of the day. And, you know, just felt kind of like that. And they also did some really, like, kind of ridiculous things. Like, apparently they gave them really shitty replicators, which, like, makes no sense. That part was dumb. That yeah. part was really stupid. Like, uh, replicators are replicators, and they've been working. And even when they were food synthesizers, like, 150 years ago, they were working better than what they had. You know what I mean? And they yeah, just, like, yeah. 
And the other thing that doesn't help is the the pro- the thing that they made it from. The prop is a 3D printer. Like it's literally a present day 3D printer. Oh, that's funny. That they I didn't even like, really look at it. Oh, I didn't even if you, notice if you that. If you go, really? if you go look at it, it is very much like somebody bought a 3D printer and plops on the set. And I kind of like, love it. I mean, it's kind of cute, but it's also kind of like, ooh, you didn't really disguise it enough. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but, but didn't we hear recently that this whole scene was thrown in? late yes yes they added it on when they were expanding the first two into three you know from two episodes yeah, so that may be a sign of that so that could be yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah so so it's a little like eh, but i did overall nothing really wrong with it you know of course um one other really cutesy thing that i saw somebody call out and then when i saw it it was so like you know forehead smackingly obvious i don't know how i missed it is our little synthetic friend who goes nuts and turns, you know, everything haywire. Mm-hmm. His his designation is F eight or fate. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> so somebody was having fun with that. Like B four. Yeah. yeah, like B four. Yes. Yeah. The the other thing meant speaking of that they have I mean, if they have artificial intelligence to help with some of these more menial tasks, uh-huh. um Something that we do know is that uh, mining operations throughout the Alpha Quadrant use holograms for this kind of thing, mm-hmm. and many of them have the same face as Robert Picardo. Because remember, there there's that, that epi- Voyager. Yeah, there's that yeah, one Voyager yeah. episode. So if they want, I guess they stopped using holograms for whatever reason. But it, that it just reminded me of that. I mean, yeah, keeping- that's right. I mean, granted, you can't account for 800 hours of canon and and still have your freedom to tell a story, but it did remind me of that scene from Voyager. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Poor EMH1's repurposed. Mm, yeah. Indeed. Yeah, I did find some of the dialogue a little... I thought it was a little odd that they were acting... Like they, they work with these droid, these androids every single day. And then they keep acting like they're surprised by their responses and they're kind of, you know, just yeah, it's all still, it's all still like a joke to them. Yeah. And they're kind of, yeah. yeah, And it's, I didn't particularly care for that. And the way they, you know, they opened the closet and good morning, plastic people. Yeah. Yeah. Gee, let's hammer it home that they're like disposable, you know, non-sentient versions of. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. You know, immediately drew in my mind back to that, scene in measure of a man between Picard absolutely. and Guinan, Guinan. Absolutely. about the ultimate outcome of data becoming mm. properties was it they would you could end up building a race of disposable people. Absolutely. Well and and that episode came just a couple of years after Whoopi Goldberg had been in the color purple, right? So they were they were playing off the fact that she'd just been in an Oscar winning movie where she'd played a slave, right? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't. Well, that's not really germane to this part of it, though. The point is. No, no, no. But it, but it was a way to drill home in that episode. Sure. But the whole point is Picard's very concern looks like exactly came to pass. And that's, mm-hmm. con- that's concerning for sure. Like, yeah. How did this happen? You know? Yeah. Why don't we play that clip real quick? Well, consider that in the history of many worlds, there have always been disposable creatures. They do the dirty work. They do the work that no one else wants to do because it's too difficult or too hazardous. And an army of data is all disposable. You don't have to think about their welfare. You don't think about how they feel. Whole generations of disposable people. 
talking about slavery. I think that's a little harsh. I don't think that's a little harsh. I think that's the truth. But that's a truth that we have obscured behind a comfortable, easy euphemism. Property. That was the first thing. As soon as they open up that closet, and he goes, "Good morning, this like good morning, plastic people." I was like, "Oh boy." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like so. So they they went and made a bunch of disposable people. Yes, they did. Because they clearly have no regard for them. Well, Those yeah. I mean, they even say them. like, "Who cares if they can hear me?" Like, trash talk them. They're not. They don't care. Like, they're not programmed mm. to care. Yeah. One person know. does say like, "Hey, like, don't say that." You know. So there is a little bit of a gray area, but clearly it was falling to one side more than the other. Yeah. yeah, in that group of people, at least. Yeah. So anyway, I mean that—that's what that was the first thing that popped into my head, especially since this whole story is clearly tied into data and Maddox and, and Maddox, you know, yes. yeah, yeah, and yeah. everything yeah. else. So yeah. that very much, you know, was driven home for me. But boy, that's quite a scene, huh? <laughs> when he gets yeah. when when that when F eight gets triggered. Yeah. And the yeah. end, the end of that scene was. Yeah, particularly interesting where he, um, you know, presumably shoots himself in the head in order to erase any evidence of what mm-hmm. he had been instructed yes. to do. He's like, I yep. self-destruct, yep. destroy all this and then self-destruct. Yep, for sure. Yep. Now we know what caused the incredible massacre yep. that apparently unraveled so many different things within the United Federation of Planets. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we don't really know what caused it still we know more no, about the details about how it, it played no, but out the shock waves that yeah that played out from this yeah. particular incident though right as as we learn like things were already kind of tense about the idea of rescuing romulans in the federation and this just mm. like tipped the scales like yep against it i mean we obviously some of what what happens in the scene is possibly tied into things we learned later in this episode mm-hmm. we could jump into that now where where yeah just go for it they have this huge scene of exposition, two big scenes actually of exposition where we learn a great deal about this cabal within the Romulan. What would you call that? The secret service, the Romulan secret service. Yeah. Yeah, Cal Shiard is the secret police. Yeah. Secret police. So there's apparently a cabal within like pulling the strings of the string pullers, you know, super secret police. Right. Exactly. Super secret. Double, double secret police. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The Zatvash. Right. Yeah. Who are apparently very android phobic, we learn. Apparently. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah, yeah. So it seems to be intimated that they may be the ones that triggered F8. It, they may be, yeah. Of course, that could be a misdirect. Who knows? But they're also yep. clearly um, involved in you know searching out. Uh, Dodge and Soji. Yes. I think that link right. was, was clear. That's made right. clear, yeah. Present day, they're definitely involved. Yeah. Right. So we don't know what the whole, what their rationale is for what they're doing. That will obviously be played out over the course of the season. Sure. But that clearly seems to, do you guys agree that that's, that seems to be what they're heading toward? Is that they. That's. Certainly, what they seem to want us to think at this moment. Yes. Yeah, that's what they yeah. want us to think. I think it's yeah. a little too neat to, to right now, which is why yeah. I think it's a misdirect. Sure. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think it's a misdirect. I think it'd yeah. be boring if that were the answer because that means we already know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. How good of a super secret police force can they be if we already know everything about them by the second episode? <laughs> <laughs> and can, can we talk about this? Um, like, the, there's like a lot of players in this. So, yes. so yes. There, okay. So there's the 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 introduction to the the Zatvash. The Jatvash? Uh, I guess it's Jatvash, yeah. Jatvash. Jatvash? Yeah. yeah, that's right. Jatvash. Weird, weird name. Because okay. he calls he calls his 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 compatriot, one of them is Laris, the other one looks like Zaban, but it's not. He calls him Jaban. Like, so I guess they're Jaws, apparently. Okay, like Jaja Gabor? Yeah, yeah, right. I guess so. That's <laughs> right. Gabor, remember yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Do it. Jaja Gabor. If ja- Nicely it's, done. A, it's a love child between Jaja Gabor and Picard's former lover, Vosh. The Jacques mm. Vosh. Totally. Wow. Yes. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> through, wow. through nanotech cloning that was created by <laughs> Bruce Maddox. And somehow Q was involved. <laughs> oh, somehow. Boy. Somehow. That's the ultimate fan fiction right there. <laughs> Throw them all in. Yeah. Uh, Okay, anyway. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's so many people involved in this that we all kind of learn about it once. So there's the Admiral um, who Picard speaks with at, I guess, at Starfleet HQ. Yep. And then there is uh, Commodore O, who is oh, a yeah. Vulcan? Question mark. Because yeah, she, there's, question an, mark. there's an Idic. Well, so, she has all the symbols to be like, hint, hint, I'm a Vulcan, wink, right. wink. But who knows if that's really like yeah. compensation? <laughs> Plus, she, 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 did seemed not, a, she did not seem like a Vulcan. Right. She no, seemed a little really, emotional no. for a Vulcan. She yeah. seemed more like a Romulan. But she had like the first thing it shows is there's like in the foreground, there's an Idic right there as if it's supposed to be like, by the way, for those oh, who yes, know. She, she has all the symbols. She's got an Idic. She's got some of the early Vulcan like uh, syllabic dice that we see. Mm. Oh. That we see in unification. Uh, unification. Yeah, unification. Yep. She's got a. Um, she's got the whole. Was it Kirshar or whatever the thing that holds the, the copy of all of Surak's teaching is also on mm-hmm. her desk. Oh, and then that's, way a, that's the, a nice deep cut right there. And then way in the background is a set of Vulcan bells too, just like from a long time, like way oh, deep in, in the like the so, little the, the like frame with the yep, rows the of frame bells with the little them. chimes. Thing. Yep. Okay, so in case so, you didn't get it, she's supposed to be a Vulcan, yeah. or at least is passing <laughs> herself off big time, passing herself off if as she's, a Vulcan, or she's playing into like the biggest ethnic stereotype in the universe. Right. That's what I mean. Like she's like, yeah, exactly. She's like, hey, if I put all these things here, you'll believe I'm a Vulcan, right? Right. Yeah. It's like it's like if. <laughs> If you had a huge American flag and a replica of the Liberty Bell and yep, yep. a statue You're like, of George Washington in your yes. office. Howdy, folks. Time. I'm an American Joe. It, like, exactly. no, you're not. Exactly. <laughs> Along with a signed picture of John Wayne and yep. the, the gun that uh, General Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, big, big, Teddy big Roosevelt. Painting Terry, big painting of Teddy it, Roosevelt. Yeah. Exactly. Right. 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 Anyway, so yeah, we, she may or may not actually be a Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> if she's a Romulan pretending to be a Vulcan, that's going to get maybe even more confusing because there's already so many people, and we know that uh, Lieutenant Rizzo, in quotes, is actually yes. a Romulan pretending to be a human, and she's yeah, sure. also this older sister to Narek, who yep. it, who she is telling to try and. Uh, infiltrate the mind of the life of Soji on the board cube. Yep. Like it's already getting so confusing. Yep, we're getting into. There's a lot of there's a, a tangled web of yeah. people happening here. Yeah, and this is the these are kind of the people. So 
the mostly I think mostly Commodore O and Lieutenant Rizzo were the two villains that really I thought were they were the mustache mustache for sure exactly um I thought that the um the admiral who Picard spoke to also could have been played a little bit differently oh my god do you think I thought it and, well because she's and I think she maybe needs to watch her language. I mean, haven't we in the that, future? Haven't yeah. we evolved beyond? Well, especially like it felt she these warned. are professionals that you probably don't need to drop the f bomb. But okay, no. it, it it felt very shoehorned in, like they deliberately dropped the the f bomb yeah, in. The, in I the think script. they did. I was just very taken aback by the performance. Me too. I thought it was and way the over the top, and the direction, all of it was just like ridiculous. For the the CNC, she is the head of Starfleet Command. Yep. Yeah. To, yep. To She's... Have a, she had a fucking meltdown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She unloaded on Picard. And unloaded on crazy, this yeah. legend of Starfleet. Now, I get that you look, I could understand being pissed with Picard. He gave that interview, and then he's coming in and expected to get what he wants because he's Jean Luc Picard. Yeah. So I get, that, I get that she would be that. pissed, but the sense of entitlement would piss me off too if he did that. Yeah, to yeah. be fair, but, he was he was a bit out of line. Yes, he was. Oh, it totally was. Yeah, he, he absolutely was. was. But she got he so he worked up, that. she was practically vibrating. Yeah. <laughs> she was. And it, yeah, and I, th- I, I thought too it would have just come across so much more, A, realistic, and B, more interesting and the stronger if she had played it like she was keeping the cards closer to the chest, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, she like, she, like, like she, she could have told him, him. Just straight out. I'm like, nope. She, she could have given him like, like, you know, like dagger eyes and sort of said snide remarks to him that made it very clear to him that she was pissed without having to like yell and scream like that. It's like, yeah. it's like they, they could have done like a, sh- they, they told me instead of showing me. Yeah. And yeah. Or underplay it or just completely underplay it. Underplay it. hundred percent. They should. They and should make absolutely. it obvious that like, she's completely disapproving of him and that she's exactly. not going to give him anything he wants. Yeah. The, that the, would have been so much more powerful. The thing is, I was expecting like the same kind of drop of compassion that Beverly shows in All Good Things, where she's like, okay, he wants to do this crazy thing, but he might be senile, right? And yeah. they even well, they, no, they even drop because he in- just got certified that he's not senile. Remember, he got this is a scene we haven't talked about, but he got his doctor to certify that he's good sure. to go. Yeah, they don't know. Starfleet doesn't know anything. They don't. They, they don't know. They think he's right. an old man, but she that's insinuates all they think. that he is going senile, though. When he's in the meeting the with her, the CNC. Yeah, she says like. Well, no, she. Yeah, she says like maybe you are or something. That's what she's, she's like. Kind of these hoping. are the delusions of an old man, kind of a thing. She yeah. says some line like that. that you understand how like unprofessional that is? Like that's like yeah. unbelievably unprofessional. Oh, yeah. Well, plus like um the stupid kid at the check-in desk or whatever. Oh, that's so. Yeah, not like, knowing who he was. Yeah. Well, not knowing who he is is fine if he's young, whatever, right? But like, good, uh, nice to see you out and about. Like, don't be a dick. Like he's not he's an invalid. What a horrible thing to say. Can you imagine? Well, apparently that to the official if you listen to what Clancy says to O, apparently the official line is they thought he was like a relic stuck uh on his vineyard and he'll never come out. So uh, that sounds like what they're telling everyone. Hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like seems to be what they're telling everyone. It's yeah, like that's, that's the awful. word is it's terrible, yeah. Nice to see you out and about. Yeah. I thought that was bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like he was a uh, he was convalescing somewhere, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those so old during... bones of his, they need some warm air. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So during their conversation, we learn more about the circumstances surrounding mm-hmm. the yes aftermath of the attack on Utopia Planitia. 
and that there was apparently a lack of support among Federation member worlds to to go all the way forward and intervene and help the Romulans evacuate Romulus. Yep. And they also made it sound like it was a combination of that, but that that was also driven by um, this idea that they needed more support at home. So they didn't want to be sending ships to Romulus when they were in dire straits at home. I failed to see the connection between what happens on Utopia Planitia and what's happening in, in Romulan. Star, oh, that's Star that's because there isn't a connection, Brian. No, there isn't because like it doesn't yeah, make so, any sense to me. Like, no, okay, you had a terrible tragedy on Mars, horrific. Yeah, massive loss of life, property, you name it. That the planet itself appears to be uninhabitable years later. Terrible, but there are nine hundred million people that need your help. Right. So then they they just say like basically, well, we didn't have enough ships to actually help them. Like worth. The United yeah. Federation of Planets doesn't have enough ships. That's what she says. What and she what says. about the Klingons? <clears throat> I know, but don't bring them into that because this isn't about them. <laughs> but you're right; like they could, they could absolutely ask. Yeah, I don't see the connection myself, but maybe that will be made clear. We shall see. Possibly, possibly. Yep. I mean, like I, like I said last week, um, it doesn't. You can't have a moral dilemma if there's no moral dilemma, right? I mean, like, a private little war, there's a clear moral dilemma there, right? Mm-hmm. And Kirk has to make a difficult choice. With this, there's no dilemma at all. It's just yeah. it's just kind of nonsense. Hmm. I guess uh, the impression I was getting from it is that there was this disaster, so there was some kind of relief effort that was taking resources. And her argument, and I'm not saying this was real or not, but it seemed to me that her argument was that sending... Um, more ships to Romulus would have taken away from the relief effort after this disaster struck. Yeah, the two that don't they don't really say that. She does almost imply that, but like they don't ever exp- for something that's full of exposition, they don't say that. And they should have. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's yeah. what I took away from it. Yeah, yeah. Still kind of waiting and seeing on that one, I guess. Personally, uh, fun fun little trivia thing about Rizzo, and I noticed this immediately. I thought this was a fun little throwback. You know, Rizzo was a uh, TOS ensign redshirt, so it, who died in um, shit obsession from the cloud monster. Mm. Oh, that's right. Mm. So there, somebody, and I'm sure that was the Shabon thing. Michael yeah, Shabon, I'm sure likely. was like, let's name her like you know her her secret or you know human name is Rizzo. That's kind of fun. Isn't Rizzo also the name of a Muppet? It is. I think Rizzo so. The rat. rat. That sounds it's right. The rat. Yeah. Oh, it's rat. Yeah, he's yeah. a little rat. Right, yes. R- Rizzo was also like a, a corporal on MASH, I think. On MASH, yep. Uh, yeah. He, he, yep. he was like a guy from New Orleans who could get stuff yep. on the black market, if I recall. Oh, right. that's yep. right. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah, that's in the later seasons of MASH. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, so again, somebody's paying attention. And he see, Rizzo was a security officer, and so was this Rizzo, in theory. So that's nice. Nice little callback. Yes, indeed. Can we jump back again? Could we um, sort of yes. sure. skipped right to this the Starfleet HQ scene, which was a natural progression from the Utopia Panisha stuff. Um, but I, I think we I'd love to talk about the a really early scene in the episode where we're the 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 exposition about the Jatvash, mm-hmm. where yes. Laris is explaining it, and then they go to um to 
CSI Romulus. Basically. CSI, yeah, that's I've right. seen it called. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. A lot of people have exactly. called it that. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, and they do their little. The, the yeah, Laris does all her yes yeah, CSI trickery to figure out what happened there. Yeah. So she's great. I think she's one of my favorite characters so far. Oh yeah, yeah, she's, she's great. great. I was a little bothered by the um, how accurate her sort of yes. um, video recreation oh, was her, yes. her 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 magic wand yes yes, yes. it's yes. Yeah. ridiculous yeah yeah, yeah that, that was that, completely that, ridiculous yeah because there's absolutely no kind of scientific principle at all no nope. for, for like like a dog can walk into a room and smell who's been there three weeks earlier right and so maybe there's some kind of thing that would tell that 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 kind of precision that like a dog's nose might have, but right. to magically recreate the dialogue people exchanged with right. each other. Oh yeah, right. No, there's no way to yeah. that Sorry. level of no detail. Way. It should have been yeah. like here's a blob representing one person, and here's a blob representing the other person. Maybe you know what I mean at best. Oh, like, I agree. Here's a, because especially because some, they left some because, particles behind. Right. Right, especially because we learned that the whole area has been like swept clean, basically. So then, yeah, she shouldn't be able to get a good read on anything, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, they even have an explanation for why they're blobs. You know what I mean? Like, they could have really run with it, and it would have felt better and less ridiculously it, magical. They shouldn't have just because all they did was took what they had shot from that scene and just made it mm-hmm. look grainy and exactly like a hologram, and it looked stupid. Yeah, it was unfortunate. I but, do say I will say I liked her. Her, I liked her stuff about um, her smart idea about working back, basically hacking Alexa. You know, the 21st that was cool. century. Of her. Mm-hmm. I liked that mm-hmm. a lot. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. While also being like a plausible forensic type of thing. Absolutely. Yeah, that yep. seemed far, far more plausible than whenever the, the crazy holographic magic wand by far. Yeah, totally agree. I thought mm-hmm. it was funny, though. This is another down to I would have made a different decision if I had been the director on how this line was delivered. Um, but she says like she, she's they're working up to the, to saying that this came that the communication from um, Dodger's sister came from off off of the earth somewhere outside of the yeah, earth. Yep. And they're mm-hmm. like, this came from off world. And Picard's like, are you sure? She's yeah. like, yes. And it's like, wait, why is that a big deal? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they, yeah, you're right. They hit that. They like, never. Weird, yeah, yeah, they don't. They don't emphasize why. He should have just been like, oh, are, are you certain? Because that's an important detail. Are you certain about it? Instead, he's like, oh my god, like, are you serious? It came from. I guess he just assumed they were both world? here on Earth this whole time. Yeah. I just thought it was weird that they played it that way, as if we're supposed to be surprised. Especially because yeah, of the it... audience, we already know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. good point, good point. And it's not unusual. Yeah. There's one other thing we sort of skipped over because of the good Starfleet, juicy Starfleet scene is the whole thing about Picard and his doctor, which is kind of cool. They, they they invented someone from his Stargazer days yep. who's still mm-hmm. his like, that, primary care that, doctor. That was cool. This is yeah, a, Dr. Benayoun. This is, a, I know he, have we seen him in Star Trek before? I've known no, him. Yeah, this no. Is, no, this is his very first time. Okay. He's been every, for a guy, yeah, for a guy who's been every, David Pamer is his name. For an yep. actor who's been everywhere. For an actor who's been everywhere, he's never been in a Star Trek production until now, which is crazy, actually. Yeah. I, I, I was convinced he'd been in an episode before. Nope. Nope. You've just seen him on another show. Yeah, he's just everywhere. He's just, he's one of those that guys. Yeah. Yep. He really is. He, so, yeah, this is his first appearance. And he's a character I like to call not Ira Flato. 
<laughs> if anyone sees like he he sounds to me a lot like Arafleto, and if anyone knows what Arafleto looks like, I think he looks a lot like Arafleto. Oh, that's funny. I've heard like literally he came on the screen, and I was like, I know him. Is that Arafleto? That would have been awesome. Science Friday, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, in that scene, we find out that Jean Luc Picard does indeed have aromatic syndrome. Mm-hmm. Well, well asterisk. The, the precursor too. Yeah, the precursor. Right. Well, also he's he he didn't say aromatic syndrome, but he did say nope. he, it could be one of many things. Yes, one of one of like multiple syndromes. So I'm assuming right is aromatic syndrome, but I'm also saying okay, that's aromatic syndrome is probably one on that list. Sure. Yes. It's it's a way to say something and not commit to and it. And not also. say it. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and, not, commit to and not beat you over the head with fan service. Exactly. Exactly. We know what it means. New people just learn that information for the first time. Like new people watching it. But we know what that's implying. And yeah, together. we do. And yeah. and this what the, what it implies for the rest of this show potentially. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean I mean I mean his di- the Benayoun hits it on the head and says, "Maybe in all your, you know, troubles, like something will kill you first, basically." Like, Which, I mean, dear God, yeah, yeah, that was a hell of a way for a. Di- that's not a great bedside manner, right? <laughs> nope. Yeah, I was like, wow, but these I, guys. I, don't I was like, I was like, wow, this conversation went <laughs> pretty freaking dark. <laughs> yeah, right it was from zero to hundred. It goes back to the darkness of this episode. That's a pretty yeah. dark exchange yeah. yeah particularly yeah. that line i was like wow okay yeah yeah that was a bit harsh so yeah i mean this could potentially affect the rest of the show we may watch him slowly lapse into this yeah. syndrome and by season three he's gone kind of thing yeah because we know they have a three season plan so right you know, we'll see i mean i would tend to think that at the end of that they're, they're gonna kill him off i mean i think they're gonna think, do that i think anyway. that's where season three is going yes yeah that's my yeah. guess yeah. yeah but we don't know but they're no, definitely no, setting seeds. Oh no, that's a long something. ways yeah. away. Long ways away. Yeah. But they're sowing the seeds for something to go. Yeah, they, it seems yeah. like they are. Yeah. Yeah. So. So it turned out he did have it. Beverly said there was only I think I forget how she phrased it. But he had an outside chance of getting it. I forget what the mm-hmm. exact Because he had some markers she... that could potentially yeah. lead to it. Lead to it. Yeah. Because we always right, know, right. of course you know that all good things is one possible and that's why of the future. exactly so we're never it was never certain mm-hmm. that's how it was like if that thing was gonna sort of develop right. in his right right yeah so so i guess we'll see where that ha- where that leads i guess if they're bringing it up there clearly it's going to play a role oh yeah that he's going to have he's going to have he's going to have issues during yeah. you know whether it's like he was describing yesterday you know mood changes and flashes of anger and stuff you know so we'll see we'll see where it goes mm-hmm all right. Oh, so we get to see a bit more of the Borg cube, or as they uh-huh. call it in the episode, the artifact. The That's artifact. right. Yeah. Okay. Can I tell you what made me just jump out of my seat? That mm. I, the moment with this that I loved so much is how they had the sign that said X number of days. <laughs> yeah. Simulation. Yeah. Yes. That was so clever. Yeah, it was over 5,000 or something, right? 5,700. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of days. It's, yeah. it's like yeah, 16 yeah. years worth or so, yeah. as I recall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was great. That was great. Then that's also an important little detail because it shows how long this has been there, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Unless yep. that was a, I mean, that's supposed to be a joke, right? 
Is that a real sign? I don't know sign? what it's supposed to be, to be honest. No, I think it's a real sign. But I mean, I think but, it's a, a little tongue-in-cheek. Of the yeah, it's yeah tongue of course. Yeah, 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 definitely yeah. tongue-in-cheek. Is it tongue-in-cheek I mean, in-universe? No, I don't think in-universe because as, as Soji says, like, the Romulans are sort of have a flair for, like, the overly dramatic. Oh, there you then, go. Okay, okay. And they have those little, like, you might be assimilated warning badges that they strongly yeah, imply. Like, that's what that's about. If your thing so, turns green. Run. Run. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So... They're not sure, you know, like about everything, but they think so, you know, they think yeah. everything's cool. Okay. All right. I get behind yeah. that. It's funny because we actually at um, at NASA Johnson Space Center, where I work, they actually have a sign at all, at all of the entrance gates that say how many days since they lost time accident. It's less than a year. So I've still, I've yet to figure out what triggers resetting of that sign. But Huh. So actually, Kayla, I thought of you a lot during this sequence, especially when like all the scientists show up for their like, I don't know if they, I would call it a tour or, uh, mm-hmm. or if they're just there like to, orientation, you know, it's like orientation or, yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. I thought about yeah. you. I was like, oh, Kayla would be doing something like this. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I mean, who wouldn't want to go like delve into a board cube that's decommissioned, you know? The scene where they were getting their red jumpsuit thingies on was very reminiscent of um, when you go to Antarctica as a scientist and you get to this room in uh new zealand where they give you all of your clothes and you have like a big red parka and you're like helping each other zip them up and stuff like that so oh cool accurate yep very cool very cool so apparently one of the functions of the uh the people aboard this old borg cube is to harvest parts off of borg yeah is that yep. an accurate way of describing it? That, that's yeah. what it seems like yeah they yeah. seem to be harvesting all the tech and cataloging it and yeah yeah so is it true that there's sort of two sides to this? There's the side of just technology harvest, and then there's the side that Soji is on, which is the sort of rehabilitation of the of the alien being itself. Yes, that's that's what it seems like. She's yeah. she's she's more there for like the people who could be saved more than the dead ones, right? And yeah. and are there still people who could be saved? Like they're still finding new Borgs. That's kind of the implication. They, you'll note that they that one that they show sh- them working on. They said there was in stasis for fourteen years. Okay, I didn't. I missed the so, line about stasis. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, in, in, the implication is maybe some some were or are reclaimed, and then what they're left with now are dead ones. You know, like but they did reclaim yeah. a bunch of living ones. Like I know next week we'll see some living people who got rescued. So cool. And there's Hugh at least being one. one of, them, of course. Yeah. Obviously, we'll see Hugh. Right. Yeah. And there's at least one shot in this episode where they, they're like the camera moves past someone and it looks like they were a former Borg, I thought. Yep. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that's that's the same one we're about to see talk to Soji not nicely <laughs> next week. Uh. I think that was the same woman. I'm not I don't remember now. But anyway. Uh yeah. They're definitely like rescued, reclaimed like <laughs> Borg around. Yep. And there are new there are still living borg who haven't been rescued yet right Is i don't it... know that's what we need to find out okay because like i guess the guy who was on the we operating table was he alive yeah dead i thought he was alive i doubt it because oh, there was like a heart there just... was a heartbeat going over yeah. the thing and i thought it was his. oh that's true but they were going to town on him without like almost like vivisection without much oh. uh, yeah concern. but I, I was under the impression he was alive too yeah, I thought I um, thought maybe, maybe so. he was like sedated and they were just removing his lie thing and then they were gonna. Oh, yeah. well, that would yeah. make sense. That would make sense. Yeah. It's also why she probably is like more compassionate and like talking, you know, to him. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. why would she be or, there? Of course, I guess if if they weren't. Yeah. Do that. Of course, everyone else is just like I don't know. It's this nameless thing. Whatever. Let's just 
extract its tech and move on. Yeah. Now, that'll be interesting to see how that goes forward. Yeah. So, obviously, we learned that Soji is essentially in a lot of danger. Yes. Yes. By... Yeah. Dream, dreamy British Romulan that she's banging is actually not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not really her friend. He appears to be. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I didn't know Romulans keep you so hot. Okay. Oh my goodness. I saw that. Yeah. Line was by little, the way, that line was by the way there was a lot of very contemporary language in this episode. Yeah, yeah. I felt, I felt yeah. that too. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. something it, that Discovery does from time to time, and I, I really don't like it. Yeah, it kind of takes I, me I out of it. I think they think that's, that's the way to write Star Trek now. I feel like they think that that's the way to write it, is to make it more contemporary. Mm, I don't like it. Uh, I don't like it either, like necessarily. Yeah. It takes me out of it. When that happens, it's like, wait a second, why? Yeah, exactly. Pulls you yeah. out of the story, out of the world. Yeah, it kind of pulls me out of the world a little bit. Yeah, definitely. It's also, it's a little different when the Orville does it because they frequently do it as part of like telling a joke. Right? Yeah, and the like Orville... When, but they've yeah. already established in their world that they like like 20th century slang and continue sure to yeah and, and, and that music. show has been like that from the get-go right yeah. right right whereas now they're just sort of suddenly decided that hey people in the 24th century even though we've seen plenty of them talk a little more formally all of a sudden they're more informal like mm. huh like what all right whatever yeah yeah yeah. yeah anyway it's not a huge thing i just happened to catch you know it happened I, yeah, no, I oh yeah i agree i, I, I don't noticed love it, it. Yeah, yeah i noticed it it's fine but yeah i don't love it I think, like, is it just me or did Narek, from the first moment that he was on the screen in the first episode, come across as a massive creep? Yes. Oh, yeah, no, he's definitely supposed to be, like, creepy. I hate him so much. Yeah, yeah. Also, why do they make his name rhyme with Sarek? I mean, that's not an accident, (laughs) right? Right? You wouldn't think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's supposed to sound familiar, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I think he's supposed to give off that creepy vibe, so... It's working. Yeah, I do not like it. I think he's too obvious, too. Like, how, why did she sleep with him? Gross. Like, he's so obviously a creeper. And he was so <laughs> laying on the worst lines. Like, if some guy came and said that kind of stuff to me, I'd be like, you're trying too hard. Well, she is an android. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, she's also, she's yeah, I mean, like. And she's, have, like, only, we, like, we, three years old, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, we, we talked about that, like, she's sort of innocent and young looking, sort of seeming, like seeming and so yeah this kind of goes with that yeah that's fair yeah she's gullible yep she's a kid yeah so anyway like it seems like you know there's a bunch of little mysteries that are being layered one on top of the other now and that's clearly what's going to propel the season forward Mm -hmm. so so yeah this was a big exposition episode you know i think next episode is when they're finally gonna you know based on the previews they're gonna finally get on the ship. Get the team. Yeah. Get, get the ship. Get the rest of the team together. I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, what Rafi, Michelle Hurd's character is like. Because she, from what, just the little bit I know of it, it sounds like she does not take shit. By the way, you want to talk about colorful metaphors. I'm told that she is quite the sailor mouth. Because <laughs> she's over, you know, because she's over it. She's like out of Starfleet. She doesn't give a shit, you know, like whatever. Right. And so we're going to get a lot of. Get a lot of colorful metaphors from her, from what I understand. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to see a flashback this week of her. Yeah. And when she and Picard served together, I think about 10 years prior, I guess. Something like well, that. yeah, it was it was during the Romulan uh, right. evacuation stuff. Right, so, when yeah. well, Picard was already an admiral. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, so it sounds like everybody's going to come together. And uh, her, we finally made it to sort of the first, to the end of the first act of this, you know. Yeah. 
season. Yeah. You know, I know some people have been complaining, complaining about the pacing. The pacing doesn't really bother well, I think me. the pacing is fine. Yeah, I have no problem I, with it. I, and I, that was one thing that I liked better about this episode than the previous one, is I appreciated that there weren't the action sequences shoehorned into it. Mm-hmm. The one at the beginning of the first scene, she, uh, episode in Boston, I thought that was fine. But then the one in San Francisco, I felt like it went on a little bit too long. It was the a little too, little too gr- yeah. gratuitous. Yeah, where yeah. she's like... I felt like she was more like Neo from the Matrix than very, very else. much so. Yeah. Yeah. It's very Matrixy, yeah. Even reminiscent yeah. of the scene on the rooftop from the Matrix. Very, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bullet yeah. time yeah, exactly. scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and she was even wearing the black cloak, right? Yeah. But overall, I think the I I have enjoyed the pace. I know that it's putting some people off, but really, but I think yeah. People no, say it's I've, too read, slow. I've read reviews, and I've, I've seen people say it's too slow. It's kind of crazy because no, it's like so you, nice. Well, yeah, and it's like remember. Remember, this is like a ten-part long-form story. Like you just also settle starring in, eighty-year-old you know? man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> settle in. Like it's gonna go somewhere. Yeah. Patrick is not gonna run around like he did in First Contact. He's just not going to. <laughs> and I don't want him to. I don't no, want to see I that. Yes, some of us appreciate that. Some yeah, of us I like mean, the sort of place we can take it in. We can think about what's happening. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. And and just so long as eventually we get a return of the giant purple space bazooka from Insurrection. That's all I ask <laughs> in terms of action. People yeah. want their space bazookas. Definitely feeling aggressive tendencies. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's never do that again. Like, oh, yeah. So I was thinking of things that um, we might see. So Matt actually reminded me of this when you said um, colorful metaphors. It was just reminding mm-hmm. me of like little in like sort of slang words within the Trek universe. Um, and I was just re-watching this episode, this episode two earlier today, and um, thinking about Narek and Soji getting it on. And I uh-huh. ma- made the prediction at that moment that um, someone will say the phrase fully functional at some point in this, <laughs> in this season. That's my prediction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, think you're right. I could see I think it. You're right. Even if it's not yeah. an allusion directly to that, I think that phrase will be said. Yeah, yeah, I think so because yep. I mean, so, but it's so Android heavy. Somehow, some way, it's gonna get brought up. I think you're right. Right, and yeah. and Soji is Data's daughter. So yep, yep. <laughs> there was one um, other cool little tidbit that I want to to mention, having to do with the very final scene um, of this episode, which is where Picard goes to to uh, Rafi's place out in the desert. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were uh, waiting for this because um, we had heard from people who had seen the um, the premiere, uh, the first three episodes were shown to people at the premiere, that yep. there was a sort of lower third um, in, uh, title card, I guess, or just a lower third card. Like location card, basically. Location card, yeah. saying right. that, that her place was located at Vasquez Rocks, which of course is the the scene where the where it was actually filmed and you know trekkies know Vasquez rocks from um yeah, it's a, it's the a gorn planet and yeah. vulcan it's been I used mean, a number of so times so many things yeah. yeah so yeah it's a famous trekkie location so we were all like so matt brought up the idea that oh hey this is cool because for the first time Vasquez rocks is now a real place in the star trek universe like in universe mm-hmm. Vasquez rocks is like this place outside of la that exists right yep however that title card was not on the episode that yep. aired. Apparently, that changed between, yeah, between 
between the premieres, showing it to people at the premiere and actually airing, it sounds like they changed their minds and took the little location like placard thing out. Which is so. a shame. I mean, yeah. maybe they'll drop it in in the next episode because, of course, we're st- we're still with her like in the next episode. But I don't right. think so. I, th- I I was told that it was in this, and so that would have been there. the time to have used it. Exactly. So I, I think it's gone. I think they just removed it. But there's like a sort of semi, not quite canon idea that Vasquez Rocks is a real place. Yeah. In the Star mm-hmm. Trek universe, and might I add that if a never mentioned yet named in a script for the the original series pilot that also never aired uh had had an unnamed horse in it <laughs> that that was named in the original script and then not named on screen but that horse has an entire memory alpha page <laughs> dedicated to it and and she does you can go look this up. And so now, so that if that gets to be like semi-canon enough that that can have its own entire page that has a description of the horse and the, the story about it getting left out of the unaired pilot, I think that this, uh, the fact that Vasquez Rocks is in universe relocation is also like semi-canon. It's like soft canon. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Because Picard clearly is at Vasquez Rocks, so. yeah. Right. And he's on—he's yeah, yeah. presumably on Earth still. Oh, he, so. right. he is. Yeah, yeah. They're just not making it explicit. But yeah, you're right. It's basically soft canon that, like, yes, Vasquez Rocks is a real place. It happens to look like a lot of other planets, though, for some reason. <laughs> yeah, that, that type <laughs> of formation is just you know, shockingly common. Apparently, very common. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. All right. That's it until next week. Yeah, yeah. Next week's episode. Yeah, next week's episode, which is premiering this really week. later this week. Yeah, yep. after we're, as we're recording, mm-hmm. yeah. is be, is titled "The End Is the Beginning." Dun 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 dun. It's funny that, that makes it sound really ominous, but I think it's kind of also fitting because the end of the first act is the beginning of the rest of yes, the series. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're coming to the end of the first act. Yep. Right. Yeah. So, Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So we'll see Hugh this week. It looks like and. I don't know if we'll see any other familiar faces this week, but definitely Hugh. And it sounds like they'll be getting on their way back to the final frontier. Mm-hmm. Looking forward Looks to like it because this, this yep. not, not much happened this week. <laughs> yep. So we'll see where it's heading, gang. All right. Well, I think that's it for this episode. And we'll, as we will be for the entire season, we'll be back next week. So catch you then. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.